Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Isaiah 37, 8 through 20, we are going to be seeing Hezekiah's prayer. So today's readings are coming from the ESV, so we're not going to read the passage today, but I encourage you to follow along as we read and study this text. So today, we're going to be breaking up this section into three portions. First, Hezekiah's immediate prayer, Hezekiah's theology-soaked prayer, and finally, God's glory first. So let's look at the immediate prayer. King Hezekiah first tells Isaiah to intercede, and then he goes to God. So this is really important for us to look at. Notice what King Hezekiah does not do. He doesn't seek what the wise men of his day say first, or he doesn't try and fix things himself first. The first thing that he does is he goes to God in prayer. So, this is really important for us to meditate on. King Hezekiah, he first, he gets other people to pray for him. He goes to Hezekiah, or excuse me, he goes to Isaiah. He says, Isaiah, go to God for me. And then he goes to God. So while there isn't anything wrong in seeking wisdom from others or trying to fix problems, those are good things, but we must seek God in prayer and seek him in his word first. Those have to be our priorities. And yet, so often, I mean, even I see this in my life, that I'm just, I do all those things last, you know? I I seek God in prayer and in his word last. And we do that because that's, The only thing that works sometimes. So often, the last thing we do is seek God in his word and prayer because that's the first thing that works. It's the last thing because we've been busy seeking him in things that aren't supposed to be the first option. And next, we see that Hezekiah is casting his cares to God. So hopefully that is familiar language to you. And I'm going to give the passage where that's from. But first... We need to see that King Hezekiah went to God in prayer to show that he couldn't solve this problem. King Hezekiah realized that, and I mean, I think it's pretty obvious too, that the Assyrian army was much more than he could handle. He realized that this problem was out of his control, but he was okay with that. And that's really crazy for us. It's against human nature to be okay with things being out of our control. But King Hezekiah was. He went to God in prayer, and he I'm sure he was stressed out. I'm sure that he was not happy, but he was humble. Look at 1 Peter 5, 6-7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. That's what we need to do in our lives. That's what King Hezekiah did. He humbled himself under the mighty hand of God, as we're going to see, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. And that's what we're going to see when God intervenes, casting all his anxieties on God because God cared for King Hezekiah. So next, let's look at how this prayer is theology soaked. And I want us to notice the adoration model of prayer. So you may not have heard of this, this adoration model of prayer. 
So adoration, it comes from the word adore, and we, we know what adore means, pretty simple word. Um, that's really this way of praying. It's really important. It's found throughout the Bible. And I'll give you three key people in the Bible. Now, these are not just like, you know, like cool Bible characters. These are important dudes. I got King Solomon, Moses, and Jesus. Okay, like these are some of the, this is like the Hall of Fame, you know, in the Bible. Let's look at how King Solomon prays. This is the beginning of his prayer at the dedication of the temple. He says, O Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like you. Let's look at Moses' prayer. This is in a psalm. Uh, We're not, I don't think that, I could be wrong, but I don't think we know when this prayer was given. Um, I'm sure we know when it was supposed to be used, but we don't have a specific time for it like we did King Solomon's. Uh, Psalm 91 says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. And then finally, one of the most famous prayers, probably the most famous, is Jesus' prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's coming from Matthew 6, 9. So why is adoration so crucial in prayer? You know, we clearly this is a biblical theme. Clearly, godly men of the Bible use this prayer. So why is adoration so crucial? We need to remember who we're talking to in prayer. And this is for perseverance and for reverence. It's for perseverance because really, if we don't know who we're talking to, it's almost like we're talking to the wall when we pray. Like, honestly, so often we have apathy in our prayer because we just forget who we're talking to. We kind of do it for the motions, not realizing that our prayer is going to the Almighty God. We really forget that. I do this so often. I just forget who I'm praying to. We need to remember that. That's why adoration should be the first thing we do when we pray. Lord, you have created the heavens and the earth. You are in control of all things, and all things were planned by you. We also need to remember this for reverence. We need to be reverential when we're praying. We're not just talking to our homeboy, you know? We are talking to the God of the universe. And it is an act of grace that God even listens to us. Why on earth he lets us talk to him? I don't know. I can't give you a good reason other than his love, which is completely undeserved. So, Another thing we need to realize in this theology-soaked prayer is that everything is in God's jurisdiction. Notice what King Hezekiah says in his prayer. He says, you are the God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. This contrasts with how the messengers of Sennacherib put it with God's ruling individual nations. The way Sennacherib viewed the world was that, you know, there were gods in each nation or each city and he'd be able to take out each god. But that's not how Yahweh God works. Yahweh God is over all nations, over all the kingdoms of the earth. He is king of kings. All kings can only do what God allows them to. And we need to remember the providence of God, how he wisely plans and governs all things when we pray. We got to remember that when we pray, God can do it. No matter what we pray, it is in God's jurisdiction. So finally, 
we need to see how this theology-soaked prayer is contingent on Yahweh. Finally, King Hezekiah used the name Yahweh six times in his prayer. He showed the independence of God in contrast to the idols who were dependent upon man. Yahweh goes back to when God revealed himself to Moses and his name as I Am. This I Am shows that God is independent. He is self-sufficient. God does not need anything unlike us. You know, we need air, we need food, water, shelter. There are so many things we need. We're contingent on protection from other people. However, God's not like that. The gods of the nations, the idols, they had to be built by people. But God has always existed and will always exist. No matter what men do. And our third section today is God's glory first. This is coming at the end of Hezekiah's prayer, where really King Hezekiah says, show your glory. Notice what he says, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are the Lord. Our lives are lived to give God glory through our satisfaction in him. King Hezekiah realized that his hope in life was rooted in God. And we saw that by his earlier obedience in his life. This wasn't like King Hezekiah hit the panic button. It wasn't like, okay, God, I need you now. King Hezekiah had been seeking God throughout his life. And this must be the way we pray, how we're looking to the glory of God. When we pray, we need to have God's glory in mind, not our personal comforts. Really, chew on that. Think about that when you pray. Are you praying for God's glory or for your comforts? So finally, apply this lesson to your prayer life today. Praise and adore God. Go to God first, not to other things. And finally, seek God's glory through your prayer. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out at our website, AdoptedBelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us at Facebook at Adopted Believers.